cliffcentral.com. So, Joe, look at this. Uh, all your doomsday predictions have come true. Joe Camino, how are you, man? I'm great, Gareth. How are you doing? <laughs> Go to hell, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know you didn't read all those books. But anyway, how do you like what's behind me, Gareth? What do you got there? You've got a let's grow wheel don't, together. Don't mention yeah, it. No, no mention it. <laughs> like, is that a political poster with like Jacob Zuma in it? That's uh, Cyril. Oh, is it Cyril? And it says, let's grow weed together. That's beautiful. Oh, yeah. wow. That's, I found it on a pole. So, Joe, <laughs> the last time we spoke to you, you basically told us how we're all fucked. And, and that you, you go around to the ATMs and you pick up the slips and then you see how, how deep in the trouble people are. And Gord was saying yep. when, when I mentioned that you're going to come on the show just now, it's like, uh-oh. Because when, even when the sun is shining and there's freshly minted money being made, Gord says, Joe's going Joe's to come in and tell you how screwed you are. And that's what you did for us last time, right? <laughs> well, kind of, you know, but I, I guess the issue is, you know, even like with my business right now, obviously we're not doing any face-to-face training, so there's no income coming in. But being debt-free, yeah. you know, I've got just running costs. So I don't have a home payment, a car payment, a credit card, you know, any of that. So that's where it's hurting a lot of people. And had they followed some of my advice and, you know, start work, working on getting debt free, much easier to go through this. However, you're going to have a lot of people who are unemployed in a two family income home. And I mean, I mean, it's just it's serious, you know? Yeah. And so to talk to you about some things that you need to do to put in place so that you can get through this for however long it lasts. Well, okay. I don't even know where to start with this because this is like the, the tidal wave tsunami volcano eruption <coughs> clusterfuck of all possible outcomes for people who were already in financial trouble. And now you've got to help us figure out like if there's any way out of this, I mean, where do we even start, Joe? Come on, hit, hit us, okay. hit us with the biggest shot first, and then we can work back from that. Okay, the biggest shot is I want to send out a, a shout out to the worldwide audience. I got my twin sister in Hawaii, my beautiful twin sister, listening. Mm-hmm. Okay, where good. it's always summer. Uh-huh. Okay, first, I'm going to start with: don't use your home as an ATM. You know, a lot of people are contemplating taking out additional loans to pay this off and that off, but there's big, big long-term costs. And, you know, when you hear that statement, we want to be your helping hands for life, Mm. (laughs) believe that done before is I've taken all the bank slogans and put them together and it kind of shows you who they are. Okay. Go for it. So when you hear, we want to be your helping hands for life. We want to take your money simpler, better, faster. We want to take it yesterday, today, and tomorrow. How can we help you today? <laughs> Caution, red flags, everything should go up. You know, those days of the, uh, I've been with this bank for 25 years. <laughs> the banks don't care, you know. And I, and as we do our a lot of our corporate and government training, I've run into a lot of types of people that had all these ideas going forward. You know, and and now they find out how they screwed up because they've been, you know, most people have been trained to work hard. Yeah. The government lets you and pay all the bills and live on what's left. And that's what they do. And is, is that what life's all about? I mean, they're keeping up with the Jones, the Motepis, I do's. Minute. 
Hold Gareth on. Cliff audio. Hold on a second. We 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 just lost you. You said, okay. you said you were talking about keeping up with the Joneses and the Mozepis and the Naidus, and then we lost you. Imagine this for a second. No home bond, no car loans, no credit card debt. Mm. How does that feel? You know, if you don't change what you're doing, I can pretty much say your finances are going to stay a problem. So Joe, feel uh, people in the trap. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get uh, personal on this one because I've just I've made a couple of decisions and you tell me if you think these are good decisions or not. So first of all, I'm gonna sell my car and I'm gonna buy the cheapest, nastiest little car imaginable because I'm not gonna be traveling as much anyway. I don't think any of us are. Um, I'm gonna buy something that just goes on the smell of an oil rag and that I can I can pay for in cash. <laughs> and seriously, that I can pay for in cash and I'm selling this car that I've got for whatever it's worth. And that's one thing I'm wiping out. I don't have any credit card debt, but I do have a home bond, and I've got to get that down to the uh, the lowest possible level. Even though the interest rates have come down and will probably come down even more this week, it's still not good to have any any debt in that respect. Now, what else can I do? I mean, I'm going around switching off geezers. I'm I'm turning off uh, lights that are on that don't need to be on. Uh, what else can I do? You sound like my mom. Boom, turn that light off. Yeah, you know? right. Let's talk about the car. Great move. Great move. Because your problem you're going to run into, though, is as you know what the car market is like currently. Yeah. So you're not going to get anything close to what you want. But if you're going to dump it, dump it, get rid of it. Because not only will you not have a payment anymore, but then your car insurance should come down. And that's one of the issues I was going to talk with the, your listeners about. You've got to lower your car insurance premiums. You know, sometimes you call your current insurer and they jerk you around and then they lower it a 100 bucks. But if you went out and got three different quotes, mm-hmm. the secret is they're going to ask you what you're currently paying. Don't tell them. Don't tell them. Because if you tell them uh, you're paying 800 and on their books it's 400, they may come back with 650. Because yeah. this is a commissionable sale here, so don't tell them. Then call after you get that lowest quote. Call your current insurer back and go. Listen, my car's come down. Uh, you need to, to to lower my premium. I got this other quote. Match it, or I'm going to switch. And then they're probably going to match it for you. But you need to take control of that. It should come down every year anyway. So first, very good thing you're doing. Okay. Okay. Um, you might even, I don't know, liability, depending upon how, uh, how cheap of a car you get. You know, if you, uh, if you insure it for full coverage, you know, what are they going to give you? A hundred thousand bucks? You know, uh, you might want to just do liability. And if you're not a crazy driver, like some people I know, um, you know, you don't get into accidents. Liability of, hey, you get in an accident, you take care of them. Okay. You got to buy a new car, but. You know, that's that's the price of doing business kind of thing. You know what okay. I mean? Because what, what, even what I've gone through with insurance, you know, whenever you file for something, they always come back with these stipulations, these problems, and all the other good stuff. Right, I'm taking Getting notes. Back. I'm taking notes here. So we've got the car. We've got the car insurance. What else? Well, you know, I, I got this guy here, uh, Burkwater Plumbing. He's installed two geezer wise. Uh, it's this thing they come and put on your geezer, so you can actually tell when the geezer comes on and when the geezer goes off. So I have the geezer that just goes on in the morning because it stays warm all morning. You know what I mean? So at 5 o'clock, it kicks on. By 6.37, it's full. No more geezer the rest of the day. They don't have to keep turning it on and off, but it has the availability of you can set it for different times on and off. But it saved me quite a lot of money. I mean, at my house, I pay about 1200 grand a month in electricity, and I got a four-bedroom dual geezers pool. Beautiful property, you know what I mean? Right. That's another good point, okay? Uh, let me see, what else? So that's what you're doing. 
what I want to do is I want to state this. It's very, very important. A lot of people staying home have had a uh, couple months almost now of not using credit cards. That's a beautiful thing. We've been indoctrinated to use these credit cards. And, and imagine, listeners, if every time you used your credit card, they came out with a new credit contract for you to sign. Mm-hmm. You were in credit. So imagine if they came out with that three-page credit contract. You would feel that, but you don't feel it anymore. All you do is you're, you're, you're swiping your way, or even now you're tapping your way to the poorhouse. Oh, my God. So quit using credit cards. You're living above your means. When you don't have the money, you need to admit you don't have the money. You know, for for the ladies, what I like to say is because they're they're major shoppers. You know, I love shopping myself. I I love it. But anyway, when's the last time, ladies, you went to a till and you uh, uh, had 1,500 rands worth of stuff, but you only had 800 rands worth of money back and put this back? Most of you, no. no. I don't see people putting stuff back. It doesn't happen, right? You, you got enough. Pardon? <laughs> no, I, I don't. I've never seen people putting stuff back any anymore in the shop. You used to see that. Now people just whip out the credit card. Card was declined. Sorry. Here, use this one now. <laughs> That's right. the, the alternate. Yeah. So if if someone's card doesn't work the first time, they just pull out a second one. Bingo, bingo. And now with the banks lowering the rates, which I'm going to get to in a second. Uh, it's going to sound very good to, hey, let's do a, a debt consolidation loan into the bond and pay off all the credit cards in the car. Well, I did that once, and uh, it sounds nice, but if you lack discipline, and many people do, mm-hmm. you're going to have problems, 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 problems. What I did is I took out a consolidation loan and paid. And so we've been so indoctrinated into using our credit cards you're going to continue to use your credit cards. Mm-hmm. And so what you now have done is you've turned your short-term credit card debt into long-term home bond debt or long-term consolidation debt plus cards again. Mm. Uh, and, and you know, it, it, it's, it's, you're digging yourself a much bigger hole to get out of. And if you really want to uh, look at what the problem is, see, most people live – on a monthly basis, which means they know what their minimum payments are on their bond, car, credit card, store accounts, overdress, all that other good stuff. But in our course, we have the money management and debt nation. We have something called a debt position worksheet. All the rest of your home bond payments you still have to make, all the rest of the car payments and the credit cards and the store accounts, all those payments you still have to make. And when you see that number, mm. It's going to freak you out. I always tell men, have a good stiff whiskey. Ladies, have a big box of Kleenex next to you because it's a call to understanding of what the real problem is. And like when I was on a, the TV show, I told them, it's like Alcoholics Anonymous. You've got to admit you have the problem before you can solve it. And if you live your life on minimum payments, you have no idea what you even owe. You know what I mean? But, Joe, I mean, there's a couple of things that have now kicked in for a lot of people. So you, you talk about alcoholics, right? Like a lot of us have now accepted like, Forget about – and, Gord, you probably feel the same way. Like there's no holiday coming up anytime soon. Forget about holidays. Forget about yeah. uh, forget about going out and drinking with your buddies. Forget about expensive restaurants. Overseas trips. Yeah, none of that stuff's on the agenda for anyone except the major rich people in the world, the people who just have money to burn. And there are only a few of those. So all of that is done and dusted. And and we don't even have to think about it because there aren't going to be any expensive restaurants for us to go to. 
right? Well, well I kind of understand what you're saying. However, when you really look, and I always look, most people use a credit card at restaurants. And most people, according to the classes that we teach, pay the minimum payments. So they're actually going deeper every month. And, you know, with this, the first thing, come on, Garrett, the first thing that's going to happen when we get done with lockdown is that we're going to the Santon Sports Club. Come on, let's and commiserate with everybody who's taking huge hits on their income and they're playing it off like it doesn't hurt because you don't talk about money. You don't talk about God. You don't talk about, uh, there's another one, you know, politics. Yeah. When I think if you talk about all three personally, that's how they get away with what they get away with, you know. But I, I think it's going to just reconvene, and then people are going to have deeper issues. But you know, to and go have a few drinks, and you know, and to commiserate with people, and to to make it seem like it's not so bad. This is big topical stuff that we're talking about, you know. So I think they'll still do it. I think they'll maybe not. And, and forget the vacations and everything, because even as I say with the uh, the home bond market, a lot of these people with these uh, rental properties at the beach, they're going to be done. And, you know, it's it's the state of the housing market, if you will. Yeah. You know? I mean, now, got- now let's talk about that because there's a friend of mine and he, he's got a job where he isn't really going to be affected as much as the rest of us by the lockdown or, or by COVID. So he holds on to his job. He's, he's staying on the same salary. He works for a big corporation. And, of course, that's not guaranteed. But he's safer than most of us, right? He's decided this is a good time to buy a property. What do you think of that? Wow. I wait a little while because when you looked at the aftermath of the 2008 world financial crisis, uh, there were almost 200,000 houses in repossession and foreclosure in South Africa. And so what's uh, going to occur is they're going to start coming on the market. How it to occur for quite a while, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because a lot of people are going to now access, access bond their house to pay their debts. They're going to lower their monthly bond payments. They're, you know, they're, they're actually taking, as I say, short-term debt and turning it into long-term debt. So hold on. I wait 12 to 18 months before I jumped in because we all know what the housing market's about. And, and another good point of this is all those renters, you know, though, I, I talk to people all the time. I buy houses and I rent them out, you know, mm. and they do the care, the characteristic they let the renter pay the bond. Yeah. Well, that means you don't have any money for 20 years. <laughs> That's what that means. So, and you got people who run out early and you got damage and you got renters who don't pay. And that yeah. right now is a significant problem. All those renters who are not paying. I mean, uh, do you evict them? I mean, in, in certain states in America, they've changed, so you can't evict people. Well, what's the eviction process here? Who pays that bond while they're not paying? This is more dope on top of your current financial issues, you know. And let's remember the divorce rate. <laughs> Two out of three divorces are from marriage. Okay. And, <laughs> I mean, two out of three marriages end in divorce. And so you and your, you and your wife got this beautiful. You're not so wrong. That wasn't, that wasn't a bad uh, assessment. Actually. All right. Two out of three marriages fail in this country. And so you've got this rental property that's part of your retirement and you're getting married. I mean, you're getting divorced. So now what happens to that property? You got to force sell it. Maybe at a loss, not for what you wanted. Pay off the bond. What's little left goes to the lawyers, and you're done. Yeah. Simple. You're done. 
You know what I mean? And so and while we're, uh, I don't see any while we're on marriage, I mean, kids are an expensive thing too, right? You you should be very careful to not have kids at a time like this if you can possibly help it. If you and again, everybody's circumstances are different, but kids are really expensive. And if you're going to have one, you need to know that you can support it and pay for it and care for it and and feed the kid and put it in a good school and all that stuff, or else it's going to be a very bad situation for you later on down the line. Think about it well, very hard. It's a big financial decision. It's not just about love and producing a family or any of that stuff. Well, you kind of hit the nail on the head right now because you're locked down with your wife or your husband. So what are you going to do for fun? <laughs> so there's a, there's a few people out there talking about another baby boom coming. But, yeah, uh, yeah and, I, and I agree with you there. And you know what really upset me? And I'm going to upset some people out there right now. But it really upset me. I watched the news the other day, and they were at the South African Social Security Agency. And the lady was complaining because – they weren't taking any applications for new births. And, you know, I, I had nothing to do with it, but I'm paying for it. You know, as I said to the Minister of uh, Health a long time ago, if you're in a certain socioeconomic uh, situation and you get divorced, husband pays child support, blah, blah, blah. If you're in a different economic situation, you run and you go get a grant. Yeah. Where's the, where's the, you know, I mean, in America, we have NAG, uh, NAG, uh, or now they call it, uh, National Organization of Women. They show up outside your work with signs saying, Gareth is a deadbeat dad. Yeah. And they walk out there for a week and they shame you into paying your child support. You know what I mean? Uh, it is an issue having too many children and, uh, it needs to be thought about. That's why we run a course, uh, for, uh, interns and new, new hires. And one of the first things I teach him, like I taught my son, don't have any children until you're in your thirties. Don't mistake sex for love, passion for love. I mean, if you really go back to the beginning, you know, oh, you were in love. All their high school sweethearts and are now divorced. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, have some fun. Don't get married. Don't have kids till you're in your thirties because you're on entry level income. <clears throat> And the reason, most reason for divorce is finance. Yeah, that's right. And people don't like to hear this stuff because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Now, Sian Mbulelo, do you have any questions for uh, Joe? Because I know that everybody's climbing on the WhatsApp line as well this morning. I've got some questions from other people over here. Uh, 079-748-2090 if you want to ask Joe something, and we can um, we can put your questions to him. Sia, you got anything you want to ask? Yeah, Joe, I know you don't have a crystal ball in front of you, but if you had to make a call based on what you've been hearing, the people you've been interacting with, how long do you think we'll be in an economically uncertain time? Three to five years. Okay. <laughs> you got to remember, the, 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 the government has cut off yeah. income, taxes, uh, sin taxes. They're already broke. They were broke going into this thing. Many people are losing jobs. Huge amounts of businesses are going to close. The unemployment's going to skyrocket. The tax base, who was taxed to the hilt already, is going to have to make up for this. So I'm already hearing about another VAT increase. You know what I mean? And I know that's minor, but for the poor people, it's not minor. But 
uh, you have a lot of people who are going to be, uh, as I say, you're going to have two family income homes down to one family income. Mm. You're going to have people who totally lose their job. You're going to have a glut in the housing market, a glut in the car market. Um, and they still have these monthly payments and all these insurances and all this other stuff. This is going to take a while to recover so from the macroeconomic standpoint. You know what I mean? Because there's levels of junk, see ya. One rung, there's a few more going down there. You know what I mean? And so, so for the average person, do you think they'll be feeling some sort of of this time for the next three to five years? Yeah, well, it's, if they things with a serious game plan, maintain and maybe gain, you know what I mean? But as I say, for those of you who lost, for those two family incomes who lost a job, they were already living on a two family income. Their debt which is, by the way, about 75% of their take-home pay, is based on a two-family income. So that just wipes them out. And this whole thing of, oh, work with the banks. They're going to help you. They're not going to help you. They're going to come. I saw, uh, I won't mention the Red Bank, but I saw a truck that comes out to your house and takes your house. (laughs) What do you mean? They're going to repossess houses. Oh, you mean? Oh, you mean figuratively? They'll load your house yeah. onto a truck and take it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you stand there on an empty plot, going what? Right, well, you've gone and done it again. You've 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 given us a gloomy uh, forecast, but it's realistic, and we can't be bullshitting ourselves at a time like this. We have to take control of what we can. We have to try to do as much as possible to mitigate the risk and and not drive yourself into abject poverty. Right want to tell your people all these hang on i mean this is what we teach in our just start that again all these insurance i I missed you there just start again you know you've got to understand in order for somebody to get ahead in life they've got debt they've got expenses and then they've got all these insurances and investments okay Mm -hmm. well with life insurance for example and i've mentioned on your show before the premium goes up every year but the cover doesn't ever happen so you should have a fixed rate premium on your life insurance. Because if you got a million rand in cover, when you use the rule of 72s that says kind of things have in its buying power every seven years, mm-hmm. in 21 years, that million rand's worth 125,000 in actual buying power. Yeah. That kept going up every year. You pay more and more and more and you get less and less and less. So you need to have a fix, you need to fix that. You need to uh, lower your car insurance premium. Your house contents, this is the one they link to your car. And they give me these excuses. And I just did it with my new broker. So I've got some nice quotes here. My first broker, who now left for England, he said, well, it's an annual increase on your uh, contents insurance, but it's not compulsory. Remember, your stuff is getting older. Now, this new broker says, I am unable to amend or remove the inflationary increase permission. (laughs) Without your permission. Yeah, it's a quote. And there's another one. We suggest an annual inflationary increase. If you feel the amounts are correct and sufficient, I will be happy to amend. She also states your home contents are currently insured for 400000 mm-hmm. Clothing, cutlery, loose appliances, furniture, etc. All the items in the home that are not fixed. So you have a loss, and the assessor confirms that the claimed amount is 50,000 Rand, and your replacement costs on all of the items are 800000 not 400000 Therefore, 50% of your claim will be paid as your 50% uninsured. <laughs> First off, 
You know, they keep bringing up this. You got 400,000 rands worth of clothes and cutlery and appliances. Burns down, okay. But if you're being robbed, they're not taking your cutlery and your appliances <laughs> and your clothing and your furniture. And if you got ADT like I do, they're going to be here in two minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, lower your house contents insurance as well. They, they, they want to play that game. So my point is you've got to control these insurances. And please, yeah. and I saw you in the back there, Garrett, I hope you don't have pet insurance. I believe has pet insurance. Okay. I, I do not. I do not. I'm, I, I, okay. I know my dog is unhappy about this, but I, I do not. I don't think so. Well, I must check. Why shouldn't you, Joe? Well, you know, they we outlive them. And uh, when they get old, and, you know, I've seen the dogs who can barely walk and are blind and all that. And they keep these dogs. And I understand he's part of the family. But when he dies, you just go to the vet the dog up on the counter and tell, tell him, give me another one of these, and then you don't have to change the pictures in your house. <laughs> See? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're they're going to die. They're going to get, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I, I'm a cat man myself. And, uh, you know, back in Chicago, I was an unfit parent because my cat stayed in and I didn't have shots when I went to get one from the SPCA. So they said I was an unfit parent, you know. So you get your cat, you get your dog, get shots and everything. Shit happens, man. It really does. You know, give them good food. I gave my cats science, Hill science diet. Never had any problems with any of my animals. You know, you see, it's this whole, oh, no, this could happen yeah. mentality. You could die. You could get a disease. You could get disabled. You mm-hmm. could get in a car accident. Your dog's going to die. You pay for all this stuff and you're broke. And so, alive. Joe, well, kind of like the country because our government did that. We're going to get this disease. It's going to wipe us out. It's coming to get us. And then look what happened. We ruined the economy in the process. And now we end up paying the, all the premiums for, for an eventuality that doesn't occur. I, I was hoping you weren't going to go there, but the death rate is point zero 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 four percent Correct. You know, and they've shut down a country, and I have the statistics from StatsSA in front of me. Tuberculosis, 6,4%. HIV, 4,8%. Diabetes, 5,7%. we are talking point zero zero four. Yeah. And they shut Man. down a country. Um, Bulelo, you want to go? Yeah, Joe, you mentioned the word thing, which um, is very close to me. You said discipline. You know, my thing is exercise. So people often ask me that speak to me. They say, where do you start with discipline? You know, and for me, I say, if you set an alarm clock, it's non-negotiable. That's uh, you don't cancel it. You don't snooze. Otherwise, it's the first lie you've told yourself. Where would you say somebody could start on a rudimentary point? on a path to, to financial discipline. Very, very close. I remember watching this four-star general in the United States military saying, if you don't make your bed when you wake up, you've already failed your first task of the day. Mm. <laughs> and so when I make my bed, and I do, I constantly, it's, it's always around me, that saying. So I start there. And, yes, you're right with the alarm clock. because I mean, I had a buddy, Eddie, who might be listening in Chicago when he lived with me when he lost his house. Alarm clock would go off, snooze. Ten minutes later, snooze. Five minutes later, and I used to tell him, you know, that extra 15 absolutely doesn't. 
nothing. I learned in the military, jump in the shower and you're awake. That's how easy that is. You know what I mean? A nice good cup of Java or some, some espresso, a double espresso, whatever, get you kickstarted in the morning. Uh, but it is that type of discipline, which, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people in South Africa, they don't have that discipline, and especially the kids, you know, they take their clothes off and throw it on the floor because some domestic is going to pick it up. Uh, they leave their plate over here because somebody's going to pick it up. They, so they're, they're quite ill-disciplined from the get-go. That's a hard one to turn around. And I've got That's a friend. A great who's got, point. I've got a friend who's got a couple kids who just went through this. I'm not going to mention his name. He's listening right now, but he did what, what I went through in essence, you know, where the kids, they just expect things all the time and we give it to them. So we're perpetuating (laughs) this problem, you know, so whose fault is it? It's ours. So yeah, rigid structure. Good. And I like the, the, the morning thing. I'm about ready to start riding my bicycle back on that thing now and I lose a little weight because I, uh, you know, in the lockdown, I don't know, I might have had a little too much to eat because I eat for a living. And, uh, (laughs) but uh, yeah, I I like that idea of starting in the morning and getting going, but you've got to look at all your debts. What do what do your payments add up to on the bond, on the car? How much do you really owe? Because like I said, you got to admit you have the problem. Once you admit it, now you can see what you're working with because it's going to take time. And, you know, a lot of businesses are small, especially smaller businesses aren't even going to reopen. But a lot of bigger businesses, and I just read Barlow World is now having traction, you know, and I've world for many years. So hopefully a lot of those people, and not hopefully, but a lot of those people followed our advice, you know. So they're in a position and all of a sudden you don't get to come back to work. So uh, what do you do? So it, it, it's just started the problems that they're going to have. So they really need to hunker down and, and put a plan of action in place immediately. Well, that's why we get you here, Joe. So um, if you want to find out more, you can, uh, you can follow Joe on social media. You can also uh, go to his website. What is your website, Joe? Give it, every, every, give it a plug for everybody. Financialfitnesstraining.coza. Financial, I do want to mention one more thing. Financialfitnesstraining.co.za. Right, go ahead. I want to mention one other thing that's very, very important. With the lowering of the rates, and it might occur again this week, mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 the banks are going to want to lower your home bond payment. And I want to just throw out some real quick numbers. So I know it's math, so I'll go slow. House, your payment at 9,75%, which is where it used to be, would be 9,500, let's call it. Okay? Yeah. If it drops 2%, it goes to 8,200. If you left it at that nine comma seven five percent or the ninety five hundred rand payment, yeah, you would take out a sixty two months five years off your bond. Jesus, sixty two months. Yeah, you would save five hundred and eighty eight thousand rand. Wow, that's a half a bar. It's a half a bar. That's what we in Santa call million. Okay. Now, if it drops again of seven five, let's just say. Your new payment would be 7600 but if you left it at the old rate, you would chop 79 months. That's almost seven years off your bond, and you would save almost three-quarters of a million rand. That's amazing. Amazing. So, and the key, the key there is by chopping those almost seven years, kids may be going to college. Yeah. You don't have a 9,000 rand a month house payment anymore. You damn sure got a school payment for the kid and you can give them a good education and kick them out when they're 21. I mean, 22. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe, thank you so much, man. Always, good to, always good to check okay. in with you. Joe, Anytime, Gareth. Go, go get him, man. Ciao. Thanks, man.
Uh, Joe Camino, always some very, very handy, but not necessarily pleasant advice. You've got to swallow this bitter pill.